0: Coming to the stage as an actress, singer, comedian, host, and all-around legend in the making, she has graced your screens in roles such as ER, Blackish, Marlin, and Atypical, to name a few. She is a co-host on multiple podcasts, has been seen in several national commercials, is an online influencer, and is one of the funniest people I know. It says women, but I'm going to change it to people I know, regardless of gender, non binaries included. Please welcome to the stage, my dear friend, Angela Keita Moore-Tanksley, the actress, a.k.a. That Chick
1: Angel. Yeah, that was great! I
0: care about you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to approach you as a regular interviewer today okay. because I am a fan of That Chick Angel. Thank this woman you. is very talented. She is a close friend as well, but she's a star in her own right. So let's begin at the beginning. Tell us what it was like to grow up in Baltimore and be raised in Kentucky.
1: Oh. Baltimore, it feels like... Um, was the beginning like of the movie Crooklyn?
0: Okay, you know what I I'm saying. I get that. Yes, it, the, exactly. Like
1: it, it was like it. That part of my life felt a lot like Crooklyn. Like. You kind of not supervised for real, but you are supervised. Mm-hmm. You out in the streets playing. You have friends in the neighborhood. You on. The, you remember those big generators that are yeah. green? Yes, that the was the meeting
0: place for yes for millennials, geriatric millennials, and you. Yes, and me. You know, you right on the other side of millennials. Yeah, isn't? I'm a, with Gen-X? zennial. Zennial. Zennial.
1: No, there's no zennial. L. zennial. zennial. That's what I. Am.
0: That's X in millennial. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's
1: where I is. Uh, that's what that was like in. It was a lot of black people. I don't remember anything but black people. <laughs> <laughs> I know there were others, but it, I remember there being a lot of black folk. So when we made our way from Kentucky to North Carolina, to I mean, from Baltimore to North Carolina mm-hmm. to Kentucky, it was a culture shock. Yeah. Everybody was country. They didn't say um, soda. They said pop. Yeah. And I didn't know what that was. I was like, what did they talk?" I thought they meant like a popsicle. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what's going on? So Kentucky was uh, great because it slowed things down. Um, it allowed me to really – I don't think I would have had the type of relationship I have with God if it wasn't for Kentucky, even though my mother was already a minister and, you know, saved and all that jazz. There was something about the slowness of Kentucky and it being in like kind of the middle of the Bible Belt. Yeah, that really was like either you love Jesus or you are going to hell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll make sure hell starts here on earth for you.
0: So, uh, do you have any siblings, and uh, where do you, where do you fall in the line if you do?
1: Um, the siblings that I actually acknowledge are the ones that my mother made. Okay. And there are, uh, well, there's another sibling that I kind of acknowledge as well. But let's just talk about those. Okay. I have three older sisters. And so I'm the baby. There's four girls that my okay. mother birthed.
0: All right. So tell us about Angel as a kid. What were you like? Reserved, bubbly, outspoken?
1: This person.
0: As a child?
1: Yeah. I was this person with, mashed with Amar. Really? Yeah. That's where he comes from. I thought that was more of. Your husband's temperament. That is my husband's current temper- temperament, but my temperament of, if I don't want to talk to you, I won't, <laughs> and I have a beautiful, beautiful skill that my son has picked up of being able to ignore you to the bitter end. You I've know, I've
0: been on the on the other end of that. Yeah, you literally times.
1: could be right beside him talking, and, and he'll just is- be like. <laughs> No problem turning his back on the thing that he does not want. But I was always uh, silly, always wanting to make my family laugh. That that has been a consistent um, because we moved around so much. People thought we were military kids. Mm. Um, So I had to learn how to even though it was uncomfortable, I had to learn how to make friends fast. Yes. So uh, that has made me very adaptable as well. So but that wasn't I don't think I would have naturally been that way had I not been put in the circumstances that forced me. I didn't want to not have friends. So it was just like find the yes. find the weirdo. I
0: actually have the same uh reason. It was poverty plus the military. Uh you move around a lot. Yeah. You know, you'd be the new kid all the time. you be the like,
1: time. hey man, look what I can do. <laughs> Will you be my friend? Trick, check, trick. trick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: So when would you say that you knew you wanted to be an entertainer?
1: Five years old. I literally I'm about to actually have a piece of content come out. It was watching the Cosby show and I'm I'm redoing the scene that I watched on the Cosby show. Mm-hmm. It was the episode where they did uh Heathcliff, Heathcliff's parents anniversary. The
0: Rudy Ralph thing. That. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> watching mm-hmm. that as a little girl, I was like that's it. And you were close to her age. Yeah, we were the, I used to daydream that somehow the show was just gonna be like, you know, Rudy has a twin named Ruby. <laughs> and they were just gonna hire me and I would be on the show. <laughs> they were gonna go to Lexington yeah. Kentucky and be like, here's oh, no, no, I was in Baltimore still. Oh Baltimore. But yeah, i would be like I could do it to you. I could do it. <laughs> That's what it would have been. But yeah, that watching that episode and watching Keisha Knight Poliam, Poliam, my sorrow. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, watching her do that, like, it, like, lit me. I was like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah, That's what I want to do. From that moment on is when I knew I'm going act. Okay.
0: Now, is it true you and your sisters had a music group, or you made music videos at the park?
1: It wasn't my sisters. It was my best friend and my other very good friend, who's her cousin, we, uh, our group name was Black Rose. Uh, we really thought we were going to go somewhere. We were, uh, actually recording cover songs in people's home studios. It was so funny. The, there was a dude, her dad is the one who hooked us up with this one dude, um, that was, uh, going to let us record. He was going to produce it. This man was trying to have an affair with me. Yeah. An this Adult male? An adult male. I was... I was an adult by that time, a young adult, though. I was, how old was I? I was uh, 19, I think. Mm. So I was of legal age, but this man had a whole wife. His wife was black as well. He would call me complaining about her. Really? Yes. That's I, number one rule you ain't supposed to do. I But he was also a grown man with children. So there was something about, I of always, you know, I wore my white diamonds <laughs> growing up, <laughs> perfume. <laughs> I've always come off more mature, even though I'm a very silly, goofy person. I have always been very responsible. So at about 16 is when older men used to be like just hella inappropriate, (laughs) where I would have to be like, "Ah, please leave me be. But yeah, he was one. But anyways, Black Rose, we didn't go anywhere. We did try. (laughs) We sang at the mall a couple of times uh we went to a singing competition we tried to sing to there was a producer at the time named seven he Mm. came to kentucky we tried to sing to him in a club neither we, none of us could hear what the other note was that the other person was singing so we were harmonizing in a key that the other person wasn't in oh really yes what was that song that was uh uh uh, uh, spread my whole life with his words. I mean, we we were on. Spread my whole life with his words. I mean, it was so. I was like, we're going nowhere. Oh man!
0: So, what would you say as a, as a kid? What was your first love? Because I know acting as an adult is your first love or your your uh, passion. But as a kid, what was it? Singing, acting, or dancing?
1: it was definitely singing because I had the outlet. You mm-hmm. got church. Yes. You don't, you don't like, that's the reason why I think there's so many black people that can sing is because there is a built in outlet. If you go to church, yes. you're going to be singing yeah. dance was something I didn't get to experience for real until middle school. When I started trying out for the dance team mm-hmm. and stuff and Janet Jackson, who was one of my like favorite people at the time because she danced so much. I was like trying to emulate her. Um, Acting was probably, uh, was it the last thing? I got to act in, like, church plays. The best. Uh, You The training ground. And, obviously, I was always the angel bringing uh, great tidings. Good news. They
0: were like, what could she be? (laughs) Hmm, An angel. God already destined it. (laughs) Yeah. Never
1: got to play the lead of Mary, but that's all right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Even then, Hollywood was sleeping on
1: you. Yeah, they were like, ah. It makes, it makes more sense for you to be an angel. Yeah. So tell me about Scappa Ooh, <laughs> let's talk about it. So Scappa in Lexington is the, was, I think it still is the only performing arts school that you could go to. So it's kind of like fame where you are taking your general ed classes, mm. but you are also there taking performing arts classes. And I did not come from a family of artists, so my mother wasn't doing any of the things that, you know, a parent that's trying to, like, foster, you know, your child becoming an artist Mm -hmm. doing. So these are things that I'm discovering on my own and then, like, pushing to my mother. Like, hey. So uh, I just so happened to my mother was married. We were living in one school district. But I knew I wanted to go to this other school because they had this performing arts program. I, you still had to audition to get in. But I was like, if I could just get to the school first, that's fine. Because they had a general public part of the school and then the performing arts. So I was like, if I can get to the general public, I'll make my way over to the performing arts. So I went to that school for two years and then finally auditioned to be a part of the performing arts part of the school. It, um, SCAPA stood for School of Creative and performing arts. Mm. Um, I auditioned to be a dance major, and they accepted me. So for two years, I was balancing dance classes plus a full load of school.
0: Mm. So the other two years were you at Lafayette High
1: School? Yeah, so LA, SCAPA is inside of oh, Lafayette. Oh, it's a program within. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I thought I was it was a d- separate. Mm-mm, we but all was, in the one together. So y'all
0: were the, the, the gifted kids.
1: Yeah. They yeah. were
0: talented. the rest of y'all Just go get your lunch Go get your lunch The yeah. non-singers death.
1: So I was just like If I could just get into the building I'm gonna get into the program Let me just get to the school So it worked
0: <laughs> So I uh, heard you used to do pageants now, Oh Were you always a pageant person or, or did that start when you were Miss Black Lexington Come in on 1996
1: Come on You better have the <laughs> date
0: That's Marquita's Bradley <laughs> <I didn't> Marquita <laughs>
1: I knew my home girl. I was like, what type of thing can Marquita, Marquita find that Marquita I have? She told talked me your to social. <laughs> I got
0: your social. <laughs> I got your last seven ads. 013.
1: <laughs> uh, yes. I, okay. So, like a lot of girls, back in the day, they're not as big now, but back in the day, pageants were a big part mm-hmm, of just mm-hmm. like people actually sit and watched Miss America Miss USA. So, I loved all that, but I knew early on, God did not shape me like the women. I said, that is not what he called me to do. (laughs) These women are thin. They just walk around in swimsuits. Nothing's moving. It's just everything is stand. Nothing's jiggling. So I knew that wasn't my calling. Um, And then I didn't realize because these aren't televised, there's a whole world of like black pageants where almost all the contestants are black. And so um, in Lexington, they had this one pageant called the Miss Black Lexington Pageant. Typically, you had to be able to sing your face off in mm-hmm. order to win, which I can sing, but y'all know what I mean when I say sing. Yeah, you, yeah, Karen yeah. Clark, you got yeah. to be Holy Ghost coming out your like throat. Like how I do. Exactly. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. So I was working at this one black community center that a lot of the black youth used to work at in Lexington in the... um director over the program was like you should do miss black lexington and i was like okay and so he had to call my mama my mama was like my daughter ain't walking in no swimsuit oh,
0: no.
1: <laughs> she rita rita's you know, mom uh-huh. said the- shoulda cut would waters on the <laughs> corner <laughs> the she choir
0: was, and the pageant is out.
1: Because I was sixteen years old, we were at a Pentecostal church. I was wearing uh, shorts and and capris. I wasn't even wearing regular shorts, so I definitely wasn't about to be in no swimsuit in front of a live audience. Luckily, Miss Lex didn't have no swimsuit. He was like, "There's no, there's nothing like that, Miss Moore." That's the first thing your mom said. Yeah, she ain't gonna be in no swimsuit. I was like. Okay, Peter K. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> um. So it was really, it was interview. We had to do, like, it was, they, it, at the time, it was a really great process. We learned public speaking. They incorporated a lot of black stuff. We had to have, um, <laughs> we had to have a Swahili name that we announced on stage. We walk on stage in our evening wear. I had on this pretty gold dress. And um, this is how you know I was a church girl and very self-righteous. My Swahili, I was like, uh, hi, my name is Angel Laquita Moore, and my Swahili name is Sadeo, meaning pure. <laughs> 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 yes, it was, <laughs> yeah, and nobody touched this kitty cat, <laughs> meaning pure. <laughs> yes, it did. <is>. Uh, <laughs> Did you really look up how what pure is in Swahili? They gave us a list of Swahili words and their meaning, and we got to choose. And it was like a long list. And, and I was like, like, "Pure," because these I know what these houses doing. I know what every single last one of y'all. I know where you went to a couple of weeks ago, huh? Yeah. So uh, it was. I remember going against this uh, chick. She's actually she is my soror who could sing her face off. And I was just like, "I'm a lose." to her I already knew and she decided not to do her normal pageant song which is I know I've been changed she mm. was like I'm gonna do his eyes on Sparrow because I think Sister Act had, wasn't too old by then yeah. so it was like a popular song however she didn't know the song that well Mm. so I took her old song I was like "You, you, there's a, I know I've been changed I was like oh okay And so my mom's best friend at the time who is a singer she worked with me on the song so I could come up with like mm. and I was like I can't just sing this song no. I have to add some stuff to it because my voice is not enough mm-hmm. so for my hey, perfor- you're enough I am, oh. <laughs> I am <laughs> you enough you got a whole brand that saying hey, that yes yes I am
0: in total but the voice maybe not
1: but mm. you know black folk they love no, some theatrics I so I for my performance had on like a raggedy like looking robe and like a hair scarf on. I looked like very, like like a beggar woman, right? <laughs> With no, no piano, just a drummer, just a boom. Yeah. Ta, boom, boom. I walk out. I'm singing, right? And when we get to stepped in the water, right? Pull it off, pull off the rag, right? You see these big chandelier earrings, and my finger waves, right? <laughs> and <Ansel>, what a <what's laughs> pulled off that ugly robe, had on a white robe. You, you let me tell you, them black people lost it. <laughs> Chill my body, right? That was a praise dance and a song. Oh yeah, the, you did the law. Oh yeah, I might Welcome as well. To that. King worship. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Oh I, they God. lost their mind to the point that at the end, I really thought, ooh, I am LaShawn Pace. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to hit a note that I've never oh, hit before. See, that's what happens. So in my head, I wanted to do, the sign my name. But I wanted to belt it. It was a scream. <laughs> it was, no! <laughs> no! that is what it was. It was literally, a cat oh. scream. <laughs> but by this time, they're already yeah. screaming and off their feet. I was like, whoo! <laughs> I was just about... Really- <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> they didn't hear it.
0: Get me out of here! <laughs> I should have... I if that's the comic in you. I know you retired. Right. But when you're going good, we never know when to stop. Never know. I'm gonna go for something I've never done successfully at all. Because this is the time. This
1: is the time. Your energy is what's gonna motivate the note that I can't hit to come out of me. Oh my god! Oh, it was so that last note was so terrible. So terrible. I was like, well, oh, well, all right. Uh but what was what happened? Great, Phyllis, she didn't know the song well enough. His eyes on a sparrow, and like I said, she could sing circles around me. So she kept falling out of key, mm. and everybody know his eyes on a sparrow. Right, so they could hear it. They were like, oh, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm. oh my god. So as soon as I heard her sing, I was like bad. I was like, this is mine. So yeah, that's Miss Black Lexus. That's sorry. amazing. So you graduated high school
0: and you attend the University of Kentucky. I did. What made you decide to go there?
1: They, they were on me. They were sweating me real bad. I didn't want to go. My sister Melissa, who's the sister that's right above me in age, mm-hmm. she went there and I knew it was going to be hard not to be in her shadows because she was such an excellent student. She was um she was in the gospel choir there she was a uk like senator they had like a student body government where you could be a senator of your college she was very very popular and i just did not want like because we're only four years apart there are some people she went to college with that would be there when i got there Mm -hmm. and i just wanted to have my own name i didn't want um so i wanted to go to an hbcu really bad i applied to tsu and um they sent me a bill and didn't even tell me I was accepted.
0: <laughs> Get in here. Yep. Matter of fact, pay this first. Then we'll let I you go. I was know. like,
1: "What is this?" <laughs> and um, fam, fam, was actually my first choice, but I didn't apply there. My best friend was really like, "You know, my mom ain't gonna let me go nowhere out of school, please, uh, out of state. Please apply to someplace here." So um, w- because of my sister being at UK, the guy who was over helping uh, minorities come to the school and over giving money, he would come to our church all the time. He he was like, Angel, we gonna give you everything. We'll give you room, board, all the stuff, tuition covered. Come on. And
0: you gave you a bill. Yes. So you were like, ah.
1: Right. It it became a thing (laughs) of why am I even forced to this? I can go to school for free. I can have a place to live. I can have extra money on top of that because they were giving me more than what I needed. I was Mm. like. "Mm." More than enough. Come on. Little did I know there were a lot of HBCUs that would have actually did the same based off of my SAT and ACT scores Mm. and grades. But UK made it so that I did not have to do much of anything. Got it.
0: Got it. So tell me about Nancy Jones. Nancy
1: Jones
0: good. You're good. <laughs> I was the best.
1: You're good. That's why we got her.
0: If she retires from the show, the show is off. <laughs> if she walks out this door, these cards, I won't be able to read
1: them. <laughs> uh, Nancy Jones is the first person to ever believe in me. Oh, Ever. Oh, it's going to make me cry. <laughs> she was my, um, she's still alive, so she's not dead, so that's good. <laughs>
0: don't, don't go for a joke. Feel those feelings in that moment. Don't deflect from that pain. She, Talk
1: us through that. <laughs> I am trying to. <laughs> she is my was my acting teacher at UK. Now, UK is still a part of Kentucky, so Kentucky has its problems when it comes to race, mm-hmm. especially in the educational system. So, like, trying to get in a play that spoke to black people, that spoke to you as a black actress, UK did not care. <laughs> Nancy was like, Oh, we're going to get your black tail is going to be uh, doing some stuff. So she really took me under her wings. Um, we did uh, projects that I could actually like put on my resume with pride and not be like, I'll never be the 65 year old white woman. Yeah. Why am I playing this role in a musical or in a show? Yeah, I uh, when and then we became more like family. Like I actually became <laughs> when she had her first baby, she was a little older in age. She had a lot of problems getting pregnant. Her husband, I'm also uh, good friends with. Um, so she was so nervous. And I was like, I'll watch your baby. So I would uh, come over there every day during the summer and watch her daughter as her and her husband would work. Mm. Um, so we're more like family. So like when we did the tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She came to the show. Really? Sat front row, cried her eyes out.
0: Oh, what was that like to, to, to see her? It was like full you?
1: circle because she does. She's always thought you have the goods. Mm -hmm. you have it and oh god so every baby shower she comes to oh i love her little short little white lady little italian white lady with a big old butt yeah and our husband herman he's biracial but he passes for white so he's like i feel like a spy Mm. (laughs) he's like i know what they're saying in the rooms when they think we're not there Mm. i was like you do now what are you saying though (laughs) Yeah, but no, she's I love her to death. She's cool people, and I'm about to I cried off my lash. I don't have eyelash glue. That's great. all right.
0: I, I we we got angel to cry. Cut it and snip it, Cam. Send it to me, and I'll put it <laughs> on the ground now. So talk to me about your first professional gig in in New York City.
1: This is with Nancy. So Nancy's husband was a playwright. He got a um, show in the New York French Festival. They hired another actress. Nancy was like, she's terrible. She called me. I was working at a community center in Lexington teaching performing arts. She was like, Angel, I I know you're, you know, working, but can you come to New York and do this show? And I was like, I will absolutely leave all of these black kids right here. (laughs) 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 They're not going nowhere. No, no. uh, So I flew out to New York and that was my first time working with like professionals. These were people who had Tonys, people Mm. who are currently on television and, um, It was difficult. It was a I had to do a scene where I was supposed to cry, and that was definitely not in my wheelhouse yet. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Oh my God, how am I gonna pull this off?" That's when I knew I needed to go to grad school, Mm. because even though my good was fire, my mediocre was trash. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I wanted to be at a point that, regardless of if I was having my best day or my worst day, that no one could really like. You still can't say that I didn't bring the goods. Yeah, Yeah. And I wasn't consistent enough to be able to do that so um it was great i got to work with this man named um arthur french i do believe his name And like if you look in a lot of the old school black plays he would be listed in the original cast so he was like a living legend um to be he would fall asleep during rehearsal too because he was already old then but it was (laughs) it was amazing to be able to work with someone that like when i was in school reading plays i would see oh he was he was the man playing yeah. this role. So yeah. it was dope, but it let me know. It put me in my place. I was like, at UK, I was a big fish in a little pond. And in New York, I was uh, algae. I wasn't even a fish yet. <laughs> I was just algae. <laughs> yeah. So is it
0: true you start out doing musical theater?
1: Yeah. And when I was in high school, that was, that was my jam. So Oliver Twist was the first musical I did in high school. Then we did West Side Story. We did Anything Goes, where I got to tap dance. Um, yeah, it was all musicals. So I thought I was gonna go to New York to do musicals, Broadway musicals. You, would you have been okay with that? What you mean? Like in life. Like
0: if that was your
1: path. That's what I thought my I wanted it to be my path. Oh, okay. That was what it was. And um what really I think helped divert that was my now husband. I knew New York was not mm. the place that we were gonna thrive. It was gonna be too different from Kentucky. And also it's not that I just made the decision because of him. Um L.A. was more receptive to me just in general. So I was just like, I want to go to the place that I'm going to work the soonest. Got it.
0: Got it. So uh, do you remember any of those songs? Did you did you sing in those musicals?
1: Uh, Of course I did.
0: Give us a little just a little piece of Who
1: will buy these wonderful roses? Such a sky you never did see. Who will tie it up in a ribbon and put it in a box for me? And then I think I said my solo was it's cheap at half the price. That was my one little solo. <laughs> Everything else I that was with the a, beginning. no No, I sang the beginning, and everybody sang the beginning oh, with got it. it got but it. I got to say, it's sheep at half the price. <laughs> that was my part. Yeah.
0: So you leave UK, you go to grad school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You finish grad school, and and soon after that, you book a role in a television program you know. called uh-huh. <laughs> ER. Yeah, ER. Tell us about the process of auditioning for that, and and what that meant to you. Let
1: me tell you about God's faith. Okay, talk about because that's what this was. At the end of my three years at UC Irvine, where I got my Master's of Fine Arts, we did a showcase. Showcases when you as actors get to do short scenes to showcase your talent, your range. So. Okay. I got to do two things, a comedic one and a dramatic one. Um, every, our classes, as far as in, like, first year, second year, third year, there's only eight students, okay. right? So the, the showcase is small. We actually did our showcase with Harvard. That's how I met DeNora Walcott. Oh, okay. I know her. So, uh, so um, I did, we did our showcase in New York. And in Los Angeles, you invite casting directors, agents, managers. At the one in L.A. was the casting director of E.R., and my scenes were phenomenal. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. They were so good. <laughs> the comedic scene was one of the funniest things I have ever done to this date. And um, the dramatic scene was just enough. It wasn't like, Ugh! it was just enough to show. Like, I got some of that, like, Regina King grounds your ground your feet into the ground yeah, to say yeah, these lines. Yeah. So uh, after the showcase, people would take uh, generals with you, meaning they would just want to talk to you, get to know you because you're new so he um had me come in and he was like when i saw your first scene i was like oh she's talented he said when i saw your second scene i said oh she's special Mm. and i was like well sir thank you (laughs) and then he said the the thing that used to piss me off you you've got like he said when i saw your first scene it was very like wanda sykes and i was like (sighs) why does
0: that bother you so much because
1: i honestly have have not found her very funny in most of the things mm-hmm. that she's done. I do actually think she is funny. Yeah, it's just the work that that like she gets hired in. I'd be like, y'all just have her phone in this end. This mm. is not you know. So I'm not trying to talk bad about it. I do yeah. actually think she's talented and funny. It's just the work that I've seen her do. I'd be like, Psh. they he was like when I saw that first scene. It was yeah. He was like it was um yeah very Wanda Sykes. He was like, who would you like to model your career after? I was like Regina King. I was like, her trajectory. And at the time, he already knew her very well. So he was like, who was interested in you? Who, who, uh, what managers and agents? I gave him the names. He said, oh, we can do better than that. And then made phone calls on my behalf Mm. and had me sit in some really big rooms. I'm still with the people that because of that meeting I had with him. But then he was like, we got two roles coming up on ER that I think you would be perfect for. He was like, but I want you to meet the producer and showrunner of the show. Oh, wow. So then I came back for another general meeting for them there. The reason why it worked out so well is that I don't have no sense. So I would say what was ever on my mind. It wasn't like uh, like very prim and proper. Like a lot of people tell you, don't leave with Jesus out here. Right. Jesus is with me in this room. You see him? You see him. And I remember coming up. It was like hot like this. Hot like it is in the valley to meet the producers and stuff. And I didn't know it was that hot because I've been riding up here from Orange County with the AC on. So it wasn't until I got out of the car that I felt Satan's asshole all over my face and body, right? So I get into this meeting. I was like, what is going on? There must be a lot of sin happening up here. For it to be this hot, <laughs> and so these people are looking at me like she's saying this out of her mouth, and they're like, "So what are you doing now for work?" I said, "Well, I'm uh, I'm a camp counselor at this Jewish uh, di- uh, summer camp," and they were like, what are the kids like?" I said, "Well, they're they're Jewish is what they're like." <laughs> you no, know, Maya, I'm in the room with two Jewish men and a white woman, but they, I mean, a black woman. They knew I would, didn't mean anything by it. So Janine Baros uh, Sherman was the black woman that I met with she created the character that I auditioned for that they booked me for.
0: So you did three seasons of that.
1: Yes, I was only supposed to be on there for one season for like four episodes.
0: Really? Mm -hmm. So they they love you so much they wrote you in more? Yeah. That is not surprising though, at all.
1: I I try to make myself very pleasant to work with, very agreeable, and that place was like a family. And because I came in there with that type of mindset and I was delivering on what I needed to, they were like, put her in there, Simone. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so after those three seasons, one could say that was the beginning of That Chick Angel. Yes. Right? On YouTube, she was born. Uh, before we jump to that, do you remember your very first YouTube video?
1: Yes. It is me pregnant with my eldest son. I was dancing after I had just walked a 5K for AIDS and uh, HIV awareness, and they were playing Beyonce's Single Ladies. Mm. And I had just... Uh, learned the choreography, even though I couldn't remember all of it when I was dancing. But I was like, I'm gonna do what I can remember. I just learned it with my uh, with my friend Breisha and my girlfriend Tor. Breisha's so where? Breisha's where? Oh, she's the reason why I started my YouTube channel. Really? Mm-hmm. What did? What, how does she encourage you? When I was pregnant, she the way I would talk about my pregnancy, she was like, "Don't nobody talk about pregnancy like this." Mm-hmm. She was like, "You need to put it out there some way, somehow." This is before we knew, We thought, "Oh, you put it on YouTube, they own it." So we were putting it up on other websites. It wasn't working. (laughs) So then we were just like, put it up. We just go put it up on YouTube. Okay, so talk to me
0: about Pretty Funny Women. Is that when you started doing stand up?
1: Yes. So I started doing stand up right after I had my son. The I was on my bucket list because I went to support this other dude. I wish I could remember his name. I think he still does stand up. Hopefully he doesn't suck as much as he did when I went to see him. I went to support him, <laughs> me, Brecia and Denore. He was terrible. So were most of the people up there. Yeah. But I could I could still, like, admire the fact that they were willing to do this. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to do it. And so I got them to agree to do it with me, brecia and uh, Denore. I said, by the time I am 30, I want to have done my own stand-up show. So we were just going to do an open mic. Mm-hmm. Um, But then I ran into uh Kimry. Why am I forgetting? Kimry Lewis. Uh, and who is a stand up comedian as well. And she hadn't done stand up yet. We had did a play with each other. W- well, when I met her initially, she wasn't a stand up comedian. Well, then when I ran into her again, she was like, You know, I do stand up now. And I was like, Yeah. She was like, I took a class. It's called Pretty Funny Women. You should do it. And I was like, Oh, a class. Let's do that first. Of course. <laughs> so I took a class from my good friend Lisa Sunstead. It was like a six week class. We put together a set. We were supposed to have maybe five minutes of material. My first show, I did a 15-minute set. Wow. And it killed. It killed. Of
0: course it did.
1: It was fun. It was a good time. that chick angel. Yeah. So have you ever done any impersonations? Have I? I, I have, but I'm trying to think of ones that oh, I do maybe well.
0: Maybe Wendy Williams, Cat Williams, or Wanda Sykes.
1: Oh, yes. I have it where, oh, my God. I can't do them now, though. Those are ones that I have to warm up. Oh.
0: I can't. If
1: I could, uh, oh, I wish I could. All right. One day, one day,
0: one day, you'll get them. One day, we're doing so. So you're doing stand up at Flappers, the Laugh Factory, and the Comedy Store, to name a few. You know, while also developing characters like the real Paula Dean, and mm-hmm. performing sketches like the Car Jacks on your YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Was that just like a creative outlet for you at the
1: time? Yeah, I didn't know what YouTube was, but I knew I could put whatever I wanted to up there. <laughs> so, um, and for me, not having a creative outlet is uh, I can easily I could. Easily sink into like a depression if I don't get out the like creative ideas that I have. Mm-hmm. So um, it was just a way of to be like, well, I'm a very silly person. Like I I do have characters in my head that I'm just talking to sometimes, and not in, like in a multiple personality no, type okay, of way, Angel. but in it's a okay like if you're a little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it it just I like in living color was like such a wonderful show to see to Mm -hmm. see these people like become something so different than themselves in a very goofy way yeah so that was just i still i do that stuff to my kids all the time now like i'll go into a random character like little marcus i'll sing to him in weird voices and he just laughs until he cries i love it so how,
0: how talk to me about creating content for platforms like One Word No Caps, The Moms View, Awestruck. How did you get to, to that point? Because everybody on YouTube doesn't get to create on that level.
1: So The Moms View, I knew I wanted to get into hosting because I realized, oh, I could be good at this and – um why not? Like I, I was very much so an acting purist for a very long time and then I realized it was not to the benefit of myself. Mm. It was it was more so me adhering to this rule of if you're an actor, you're yeah. an actor. Yeah. You're not an actor hyphen director. You're not a you know, that yeah. just it, you know, the people will see it as you're diluting yourself. So, um with the mom's view, I was really like, I want to get into hosting. I really think I'd be good at it. At the time, these these women were had the largest mom-centric show on YouTube. It's uh, three Mormon sisters. Uh, and so they wanted to diversify because they had very similar backgrounds, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, so I auditioned, and I was— Undeniably, one of the funniest things that that show had ever seen, and again, because of my lack of filter, yeah, I'm gonna tell people what they are thinking already without the all the like trying to fix it up. And then, one word, no cap was um, me and a couple of friends just like really trying to hone like our writing skills, get our funny off, um, uh, yeah, so that's where that that kind of came from. It was some of us that had did improv together. That decided to like, okay, let's write sketches, actually shoot them and put them on their feet.
0: So during this time, you're vlogging, you're creating on your own on YouTube as well, but let's not forget, you are still Angel the actress. Mm-hmm. So you're auditioning and booking these roles. I'm gonna name these shows that you were on, and I want you in three words or less describe what it meant to you. Okay? Mm-hmm. Blackish. Th-
1: she has arrived.
0: Okay? 911. <laughs>
1: Regina King show.
0: <laughs> Atypical. Uh,
1: I am enough.
0: You are shameless.
1: Okay, girl. <laughs> period. Okay, girl. Period. Marlon. Ah, uh, he's so kind.
0: Mm, really?
1: Yes. I want
0: to meet him. Andrew Tribeca. Angie Tribeca.
1: I'm doing a fight
0: scene. <laughs> I got to see that. It's so good. I got to see Angel fighting. All right. So during your journey, there's been some ups and downs. How did you preserve through these tough times and persevere?
1: Mm. Preserve. That was- <laughs>
0: oh, there is another S in you- there. How did you persevere?
1: <laughs> Perse- How I did sweat. you
0: make it through the tough times and the, the, the unhealthy, I, I, I like to call it the unhealthy amount of rejection mm-hmm. to be in Hollywood. The amount, it's not only the no's, mm-hmm. it's the, we're not even going to tell you no. Mm-hmm. We're going to ask you to do something, rush you to do it, mm-hmm. and then you're going to turn it in, and then you're never going to hear anything else about it. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with it? Because I, for one, have built this entire thing to avoid that. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing is to avoid on, people being able Wanda, to tell me no. That's <laughs> what you <laughs> That's it? Yes. This Camel State Vision. Studios is, no one can tell
1: me no when yes. it's fine. Yes. There you go. That's exactly. <laughs> he done trapped us all up in here. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, um, I have, one, I do have a thick skin, but two, early on, that's the blessing of being a Christian woman with a very good, foundation in my faith yeah coming into this career I know where my value is and right. my value is not not in someone else's validation it's not in someone's mm. yes or no yes my bills being paid are and that can be stressful <laughs> 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 but one thing I know without a shadow of a doubt like truly and I've said it and I know it sounds cocky I don't care I know that I am amazing at what I do like there is no doubt about it but I also understand that this is a business and so that's not always what it takes to work but I do work it's not like I don't work it I don't work the way I wish I did mm-hmm. but um if I really were to look over my life you know hearing the jobs that I've done that is testament enough that yeah. I I actually am talented these no's are either because of something i couldn't control yep. it just wasn't something god wanted for me or <clears throat> people are stupid and i office- believe
0: it's that <laughs> i really do i'd be like people are stupid not for, i mean if they don't hire you you could not hire me i'd be seeing my audition tape back i'd be like mm, i get it I, I, but you
1: i'd be like how they didn't get angel it's okay and the thing is there's a lot of us so and i and i'm not the I know I'm not the only one out here. I know that there are a lot of other black actresses that are also very talented, yeah. experiencing the same situation or sometimes rejection at even a higher rate or not even getting in the room.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But at least I get in the room. I get. I, I can see they respect the talent that's in the room. And what happens after that? It ain't none of my business.
0: I respect that a lot. I won't take it. I'll take everything personal, but I respect <laughs> the way you think it. Let's talk about your podcast of uh, division or Mm -hmm. side of your creativity yes uh let's first talk about um mommy confessions was that your first podcast
1: no is this gonna cause an argument was my first podcast that i started seven years ago with my husband Mm. we didn't know what we were doing i just bought a bunch of equipment i had equipment that my stepfather had given me randomly to sing in and i was like these are now podcasting (laughs) mics Um <clears throat> Marcus was willing to do the content with me uh once he kept he kept seeing like people kept suggesting you all should do a podcast, you all should do a podcast. He was like, No one listens to those. It's because he doesn't listen to podcasts. Well, I was if, like
0: if he doesn't, surely no one on right, earth." Right.
1: I, I have to sometimes be like, That's you, old right. man. <laughs> there are people who listen to stuff. We didn't know we never knew what we were doing. Ever. And consistency has uh for the longest time wasn't my strength. So that's where I started, and then once the mom's view went away, which was the show I was doing with the Mormon ladies and my good friend Sharzad, I I still wanted that there was something beautiful about the conversations that I was having with these women, and I wanted to continue to have conversations with mothers of different walks of life, just as a tool to allow people to see that they are not alone, yeah, that even if you're not seeing this person in the space of like influencer, there is a mom who has lost a baby after like having stillbirth, there is a mom that has you know been an empty nester not knowing what she needs to do, and that's that was the purpose behind having mommy confessions as a show. Um, but no, is this gonna cause an argument? Is what started okay.
0: And uh, in the middle of the pandemic, you joined uh, Kev on stage on a podcast called Here's the Thing. Mm-hmm. What was that like from your point of view?
1: From my point of view, I was like, what does this man want? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tell him about the first conversation we had before we came to Here's the Thing.
1: So, Kevin, I, I have to say you are a person that um, you really, when you, you strive to be better.
0: I be telling my wife that all the time.
1: You do. I see it. I see the effort. Um, and so when Kevin had heard about intersectionality, Kevin was like, huh? Because it, the they were a good old boys club. You, to hear and Tony, it was like, that's it. No girls allowed. <laughs> Except for my wife because she's got to be here. Um, he was like, uh, I want to know how I can amplify your voice. mm." And I was like, "Nigga, what?
0: That is literally what she said.
1: I was like, no one has asked me that. I don't know. I have done, not to say there <laughs> haven't been people to help me along the way, but this has been a one-woman show for a yeah, very long time. Yeah. So even trying to, I think I eventually was like, I need an editor? Like, that was the biggest thing. I was like, I don't I, I don't know how to. <laughs> that. And he was like, well, just keep that. you actually did help me get an editor, the editor that I still use on projects every now and then now. And then a couple of, and I had already started watching, like, <clears throat> I was a fan of yours from the Playmakers. And I was like, I would slowly tap into your content here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all deaf, I didn't really watch like that. Uh, but then I would see your, like, you know, your content by yourself. And I was like, he's actually really funny. He is, you were, you were. So then when we started working together, I was like, oh, he's a nice dude. Like, oh, that's dope. Like, for real, I was like, that's dope, right? And um, so then when you were, like, starting your new podcast, here's the thing. And you were like, hey, will you host? And I was like, okay, all right. And I was going to do it for free
0: she sure was I
1: do so much stuff for free
0: She sure was. <laughs>
1: my content most of the time I did this for free this cost me money to do I was willing to do it for free he was like no I'll pay you I'll pay you that's when I realized I'm doing something wrong <laughs> I am doing something wrong he can pay me and he can pay me well what am I doing wrong because I am doing stuff and I can't pay myself uh, so yeah I did and you know what, Kevin? I didn't realize how big of a deal it was because I like I said, I was a fan of yours, but more peripheral. I wasn't like like the stage crew. I would yeah. not say that I was like, I'm going to absorb everything he yeah. makes, right? Um, so I didn't realize how big of a deal it was until I got on the show. And then I was getting text messages from everywhere. <laughs> you angel, why didn't you say something? Why do you tell us you going to do the podcast with Kev on stage? I was like, because it's a podcast. Like, you don't get paid from podcasting. It's just we're talking into microphones.
0: Little did she know. <laughs> you
1: know, yo, know, what? What? Like, we had just started getting paid for my podcast when the pandemic hit. Mm. So I was just like, this is, it's... I did not know how big of a deal it was. Which is great, because it allowed me to, you got to see the real me.
0: Oh, man. I remember the first conversation we had before the first episode. She was like, now, Kev, which version of me do you want? Mm -hmm. I could be, you know, I could be a tempered version. I could let you get all the shine. Or I could be my full self. Mm -hmm. And I was like, your full self. (laughs) And I have regretted that.
1: (laughs) Cause I said you want me to be what's that white dude with the black woman?
0: Uh, Howard Stern. Yes, He's like Do you want me. Be, I think her name is Robin. Yeah, Do you want me to be Robin like a sidekick? And I was like, no, I want you to be a co-host.
1: Because I understood your brand, and I and I wanted to make sure. Like, listen, I know what this is. Like, even yeah. though I didn't realize the podcast was a big deal, I knew you were a big deal. Right. So I was like, I ain't about to listen. Listen, I ain't trying to ruin your brand. And this is your show. This is your platform. What you want me to be? He was like, you. I was like, okay.
0: I didn't know how much you there was, but, a lot. but when the unruly cousins get to go, ah, oh, Jesus. there's so much we could do.
1: It's so good. That, it is I so needed good.
0: you to be you because I was doing it alone yeah. for a, a month or so. And I remember, I, I know I tell the story all the time, I don't care. <laughs> I had done this act out, and I went so hard. And it was funny, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. And I remember looking up at you, I was pushing my head, muscles up, my head, meat muscles up. And I looked up at Josh. I was like, how much time left? He was like, you're only 20 minutes in. I was like, (laughs) I mean, literally at that moment, I was like, I got to get some help.
1: The fact of the matter is, is at that moment is when I realized how hard it was for you. I was watching that episode, and I remember how much energy you were putting out that early in. I was like, this is not sustainable. No. This is like sprinting for an hour.
0: I was. And you know, the way I'm built, I ain't going to be (laughs) able to do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so you do all these things you got podcasts you auditions you booking your mother you sell merch you you do uh uh the the mocha mom stuff mm-hmm. i mean you edit your own stuff still i know i'm i'm trying to stop i mean you you got reels you and marcus make i mean just hilarious marcus is very funny, and I love that he's coming to his own. But with all that going on, you still decide to do a mentorship program. Mm-hmm. For other women, how did you decide to add that to your plate when your plate was already a lot?
1: Tab. Tab really? with the brown. It's uh, you know what I interviewed her at the top of the pandemic because I knew I said, oh, she about to be out of here. She mm-hmm. skyrocketed. She hadn't even hit a million on Instagram yet. But I was like, oh, you're about to be. Yeah. I said, I know i ain't gonna be able to get to you. And she was like, girl, you right. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so when I interviewed her for Mommy Confessions, I asked her, what, how did Very Good uh, Mondays come about? And um, she was just like, you know, God has blessed me with this platform and how dare I not use it to bless other people Mm. and I was like oh my god you're right you are right and so I really started contemplating even though my mentees they it's not like a close close mentorship I watch their stuff and then I like try to give them notes every now and again Mm -hmm. like of just advice and then we do some one-on-one work but um, I really started to like meditate and pray on it and I was like you know i might not be where i want to be in life but i can't deny how blessed i am to do what i do and to be paid for what i do and i was like uh how can i how can i be of better service that's the part that i felt like i, I know i'm of a service by bringing joy but i was like there, there's something else though yeah so that's um i have such a passion for moms for women and so i was just like i knew i didn't have anybody giving me any advice Uh, like I wanted someone to just take me by my hand when I started taking um doing online social media stuff yeah there was no one (laughs) so I was like you know what I want to be a tool so if somebody has a question and they really just need someone to help give them direction that they can come to me and I will give it to them and people kept asking me in my dms to mentor them and I was like let me just do this in a little more organized way right so that's how mama likes mentee came about
0: so we're we're running out of time here because you have somewhere to be in relation to Hollywood. <laughs> so the next couple of questions I want you to answer but quickly okay. so we can get to Kev's top ten. Okay. All right. What would you say is your purpose?
1: My purpose is to bring joy to as many people that I come in contact with. Mm,
0: doing great. Thank is there anyone you haven't worked with that you'd love to work with in the future?
1: Regina King. I did 911, but we weren't in a scene together. Okay. That or Maya, um Maya Rudolph.
0: Ah, she's very good.
1: Mm-hmm. I have a movie have in a mind career. for her. Yeah. You could have
0: that. hmm 100%. Do everything she does. hmm You would kill. Even the voiceover work. We had an episode of the challenge show, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this one was amazing. Well,
1: you know, I just booked a, uh, I'm now on a animation show on Cartoon Network, a new show. I just booked it yesterday.
0: <laughs> I talked to you yesterday. Yeah, it
1: happened after.
0: And you didn't buy, you know what, did you know Marquita Bridget? I
1: was going to- we were going to celebrate in the Sky Lounge. I was going to tell y'all and no, get them like a man, round of I drinks. No, I got to
0: crack the top five of Angel's Friends.
1: I'm top 15. I haven't made it to the five yet. Only oh. two people know. You're number three. Stage, crew's number, and stage crew, Angel Wings, number four. There's only <laughs> 700 other
0: people who know about it. That's great. All right, where would you like to be in five years?
1: I would like to be in a bigger house. <laughs> <so> <laughs> that my mother can live in the guest house uh, in the backyard. But no, really, I would like to be... On my own show and running multiple digital shows at the same time.
0: I love that. I think that's going to happen in less than five. What's next for you?
1: Uh, What's next for me? I don't know. I am me and God are writing a story. I know I'm about to start. Mm. (laughs) He's the author. Come on. You just throw and sprinkle some suggestions. I, I, I'm, I'm just a consulting producer, and I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping he takes some of my suggestions <laughs> seriously.
0: All right, here we go. Kev's top ten. We ask this to every guest. All we ask is that you answer with complete honesty. Who's your favorite person?
1: Mm, uh, my favorite person is uh, my son, Marcus. Right what's now. one of your
0: happy? What's one of your happiest moments?
1: Uh, one of my happiest moments is um, doing videos with my husband.
0: You guys are good. You guys' video today was today and yesterday. Is just great. Thank you. What's one of your saddest moments?
1: Uh, one of my saddest moments uh, is, you know, being disappointed in this career. I've had some sad moments.
0: Okay. What's in your grits? Sugar and butter or salt Would, and pepper?
1: Whatever has been served to me, I'm going to eat it.
0: I respect that. Sweet potato pie or pumpkin pie?
1: Sweet potato, get out of here.
0: Get in here, pumpkin pie. You're welcome. <laughs> Anita baker or Patty LaBelle.
1: Patty, Patty, <laughs> yeah.
0: What's your favorite black saying?
1: Um, uh, 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 oh, I can't think of it right now. My favorite black saying? Ah, oh, how do people start uh, stories? Girl, let me tell you. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you. Oh, I love it. What excites you? Um, possibilities. Mhm, the possibilities are endless. Yes. What bores you? Uh, boring conversations.
0: Mm. Ugh. <laughs> All right, and final one, what do you want your legacy to be?
1: I want my legacy to be that angel it's uh Angel was able to bring a smile on people's faces at some of their lowest points and that she was a real friend. Ain't she just
0: sweet as pie,
1: Marquita Bradley? Mm-hmm. That happened to me yesterday on his name. Ain't
0: she just sweet as pie, Marquita Bradley?
1: Don't we just love her?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Angel Akita Moore, thanks to the address, actress A.K.A. that chick Angel. Thank you so much. Tell me where you. they can find you and all the creative things you're doing.
1: Whatever he's on, um. <laughs> monopolizing her time. <laughs> there since you go.
0: 2020, baby.
1: That chick Angel on our platform. Angel got
0: mad at me? You monopolizing my time. I said I ain't gonna do it for two more weeks. <laughs> and then I'm right back. Then
1: I'm Kevin. <laughs>
0: That chick Angel, except Twitter, it's Angel the actress. You yes. can find her on YouTube, uh, That Chick Angel TV, um, I don't know these and dates. watch her on the Kevin Stage Studios platform and her own platform with Crafts and Cocktails. Two seasons, very very funny. Her at her best, guests at their best. I'm on there too, yes, um, and check her out. She's very good, good friend of mine, great talent, and great mother. Even though her other sons are probably upset at this, one day they'll get their revenge on Marcus. That's all right. We'll see you next time, guys.
1: Bye. <laughs>